Hello, you're listening to the Talk of Spirit Anime Cast. My name is Andrew, and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo. And today's episode is a review of Mardok Scramble, the complete theatrical series. Uh, you have been listening to Ave Maria for Balot, which is by Minako Honda, which is the ending theme of the second movie, which is the second combustion. Um, but yeah, this is, of course, like I said, it's covering all three movies, so that's... Uh, Monarch Scramble, The First Compression, The Second Combustion, and The Third Exhaustion. Amazing titles. Uh, you know, I could I could just compound all of this entire next 30 minutes in in one word. The Too Long Didn't Read version? Yeah. Okay. It's Ofkufko. Koo. Yeah. You said two words. You said it's Ofkufko. Well, no, I was saying the word is... Ofkufko. Ofkufko. The entire, the entire thing. That it's is mouse. I'm just gonna call him mouse this entire podcast. <laughs> mouse coon. That'd be too difficult to say of Koku every single time. Um, but yeah, we're from IntakiSpirit.com. You can go there for our news reviews and coverage of new and old anime, as well as our wonderful community at the top and the form link. All of our social media links on the right side. Um, but yeah, this is this is Mardok Scramble, our full review of all three movies. I managed to get Chris to sit still for a few minutes and said, "We're watching something that's not Moe for once," and he agreed. And then he just like, okay, to the next one, the next one. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm gonna knock out all the ones that I can never seem to get him to watch. Yeah. You kept you kept saying that I wouldn't watch anything of yours. So we like the we like the K series, and that's being done by Gohans. Mm-hmm. So when I seen Mardok Scramble on the Bright Stuff sale, and then we found I out about Gohans on there, and I was like, what the heck? It looks just like Gohan. So and, let, and not then we, Gohan, Gohan, Gohans, Gohans, yeah. Gohans. Okay, I'm saying Gohan. Yeah. And then we found out about Capillion, so we're seriously considering the idea of going back for that one. He, I, he, he tried I, it. I tried it. I and watched I, like maybe the first five minutes, and then I got to do something else. So, <laughs> And I gave up on it because I didn't see it going anywhere that I was interested in. But now that I know a little bit more about Gohans, I'm, I'm a little bit more interested in it because that is really his style, and I'm, I'm a li- little bit more open to it. The group style. Gohan style, yeah. Okay, I wasn't sure. You know, because he's an artist on there somewhere. He tends to be one of those that kind of paces out his story a little bit slower, and then there's a big payoff at the end, which is, I mean, if you going by K, I hated the first episode. I mean, going through, I liked it. Well, you you get what I'm saying. I mean, it took me forever. (laughs) And 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 and, uh, apologizing robots. It it took me forever to get to the point where I actually enjoyed the show. So, and Mardok had a different way of getting me into the show, and and we'll talk about that in a few minutes. Um, And Capillion, if he goes by that, there's there's still that big payoff at the end, which I'm I'm very interested in now now that I've. Seeing their style. This is a review of Mark Scramble, not Capillion, right. so let's, we should probably get into it. Um, the writer of the novel for Mark Scramble is To Ubukata, uh, which I was able to find that did uh, writing for later on after Mark Scramble did writing for a uh, Fafner in the Azure light novel, and also is the writer for uh, Ghost in the Shell Arise. So that's a uh, you definitely see a, a lot of Ghost and Shell Arise in there, and, and uh, possibly a lot of Fafner as well, so that definitely fits in there. Definitely a brutal writer. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, the director is Susumu Kudo, who did Capillion, uh, Perfect Insider, Storyboard for Episode 5, and Ghost in the Shell Arise, Episode 4 writing, and uh, was the KTV director, K anime series director, which we just talked about, uh, which we really enjoyed. So, uh, And of course, like we said before, the studio is Gohans, who has done Capillion and the K series, uh, most notably to us. Um, so it, for Chris, anyways, it's a it's a maybe a possibly a, a, a two two to one ratio so far. <laughs> um, so far for me, it's it's a two to two ratio of, of goodness. So, um, but yeah, let's uh, let's jump into this. Uh, the Marduk Scramble series follows a uh, prostitute, a teen prostitute named Rune Balat. Uh, she had been picked up by a man named Shell, who is a manager of a uh, big, huge casino, uh, which is called the Blue Egg. Um, he offers her basically love and in the idea of giving and that she must basically follow the rules in order to, you know, to receive that love. And of course she has been basically broken and beaten up until that point. So she accepts this love that he calls. Um, and during some time of being together, apparently she had tried to dig up some information about him and he didn't like it. So, uh, right off the bat, when we, when we first started the movie, uh, you see a scene where he basically uh, traps her inside of his car and then, you know, lights it on fire and and, and kills her. Um, but the interesting thing that happens behind the scenes is that during this time, uh, crime is so high that the uh, law enforcement has been given a organization called Scramble uh, 9, or a law called Scramble 09, uh, which gives police the ability to do things that would normally be illegal. Um and in this case, they're able to revive uh, Rumbalot and by giving her a sort of synthetic exoskeleton kind of thing. They kind of rework her body in order to revive her. And then it is up to Rumbalot at this point to decide what she wants to do. Does she want to go after the killer um, as, of course, this, this organization wants her to do because they went through the whole process of wasting a lot of money to revive her? Um, or, you know any other decisions that she'd want to make at that point? Is she too afraid to do it? Um, can she get the courage? Is she okay with unraveling information to people that she doesn't really want people to know about her? And that's, that's basically the, the gist of the start of this entire movie series, and you kind of follow along with her as she meets Dr. Easter, who is the doctor who uh, performed the Scramble 9 to revive her, um, and also meets uh, of Koku, like Chris had already alluded to, best mouse, <laughs> um, who is kind of a, a, a genetically enhanced mouse that can uh, basically he's he's like a a, a sidekick. <laughs> he's able to uh, be channeled by the user to uh, in in this case to become a weapon um, for Roombalot. Um But yeah, this is that goes in the whole element of 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 why we love of of Koku so much. Um, and of course, uh, on the other side of the the map, you have again Shell, who was the one that killed Rumbalot, and he's joined by uh, Dimsdale Boyled, who is a uh, an agent who is basically for hire, but he also does things I for. Kind of got the impression he was similar to Doctor Easter in that he yes he is kind of like an attorney. It, mm -hmm. it, it gets kind of weird in that when you start at some point you, considering you, their he roles. Gets, he gets basically commanded to do something that you right. know, is, is lawful. Um, and, and 
I guess we can't really touch on that other stuff about what, what his involvement <laughs> with them was. Um, this is a difficult one to talk about because it's, it's a free movie. Even going as far as the whole uh, Roombalot's death is like one of those things. It's something I, uh, you kind of learn about in the synopsis and stuff, so that's the only reason I kind of feel it's, it's necessary. Because the whole point of the story is a girl who has been killed tracking down her killer. That's, right. that's the whole point here. Um, hopefully she doesn't, you know, get into the case of double jeopardy or anything here. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think the, the thing that immediately drew me to this world was it's, it's just very, uh, it's a very dark movie. Um, I think immediately when I, when I first tweeted about it, after we watched it, it my first impression, my first thing that I said was basically, this is a very dark and, uh, violent world. It is brutal. Nothing is sugar-coated here. very brutal. Um, they... So that people know, I just mentioned the idea of her being a teen prostitute. This does get into things, uh, forced sexual situations that people should be aware of that it is in this movie. It doesn't sugarcoat it. It coat it. It shows a lot of it. Um, well, in the in the director's cut. If yeah. you get the Blu-ray, you can also get the theatrical version, which is supposed to be uh, less visual in that regard. So uh, that makes some, some people, some people might want to keep that in mind. Um, but at, at the same time, even though it does sound kind of mean, it's, that's the draw that it had to this world is it, it doesn't hold anything back. There's some very disgusting people that they go up against that just make you cringe at to what, who they are and how they are. Um, it's, it's heartbreaking and crushing to see what has all has happened to, uh, Roomba lot. And at the same time, I am just overwhelmingly fascinated by the world because this is one of those worlds where they throw you into it and then they start having things happen on the screen that you're going, okay, apparently that's normal in this world because that seemed a little weird. Uh, like when she, when Roombalot first awakens, she's able to uh, control equipment. And that's like those little things that are just like, well, that's fascinating. Uh, Ufkoku. How Ufkoku is and in, in it's his abilities is fascinating. Um, everything in this world is just kind of you're thrown in it, and you're. And it's kind of going. This is where you're at now. Follow us as we tell a story, and it never takes too much time to get overly explaining. As well, she's able to do this because let's explain all these electrical things about science that are basically made up. Of Huku is the way he is because here's a bunch of information about science of stuff that we just made up. It's just you're in that world. This is how it is. Let's go on, kind of right. Thing. That's that's why I, I give that a lot of credit because. Those kind of worlds I get lost in, and I manage to get completely lost in this world. Yeah, that's 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 where this 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 story really shines. And 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 everybody's pretty much heard us over and over again. I I'm more drawn to characters, and this 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 world is absolute candy for Andrew. But what really did draw draw me in very quickly was Rune Balot's story. I mean, very quickly, uh, you're you're shown this filthy dirty world and this girl is going through some deep crap and you are very quickly going oh my gosh i want to make sure that she i want to see this girl grow strong become somebody important and do something very powerful and that is exactly what this story does it she very quickly though she has a little bit of a hard time uh adjusting to her new life she is still at the same is and you see that brokenness in her and i think that that was so well shown well she's in a lot of situations i almost thought you're gonna say adapting and i'm like technically she's adapting through being broken 
it's kind of like, well, where do I go now kind of thing? Well, and shuffle my, me over there. Yeah, kind of my, my, my point is, is that she didn't just come out of it, oh, I'm a super powerful girl. No, and no, no, no the, she is, she's broken and she is, you see her healing as time goes by. And I think that that was well done. What was also cool about it is it, it's a heartbreaking aspect though, but often what you see in these stories of like prostitution and, and uh, stories of somebody that's been like used and abused is they often have a skewed uh, perception of what love is and what true caring is. And I like that even though you had this whole element of her being taken out of that uh, that environment, she still relies on those elements when she talks like of Koku. She's, she's yeah, like, she was still just, just, I don't care what you do. Just, just, you know, use me, do, do what you need, what, have me do what you want me to do. And it's like that whole thing of like, I just know it is. It's great that they have a cuckoo is still having that same issue too. And in my mind, it's no. That's not how this works. You, you have to stop. And he's got that same mentality going. It's like it just breaks your heart. Yeah. Even it. after she came out of it, she was still a prisoner to it. And that 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 I think that was really well sh- shown. I, I I think the only time that I uh, had issue with the three movies was probably in the Paradise. Uh, at some point, they have this. The paradise in this world that is there's a there's a location that they call paradise and it's basically a huge uh, scientific research facility that these three doctors have been put in. They kind of, they kind of mentioned one of the doctors talking about how he they were uh, criminals and this is the only way that they could continue on being scientists was to be put in here. And they go to that location and there's kind of a it, it is kind of dealing with uh, slow character progression for her. There are some elements in there of telling about uh, Shell and um, the world that you're in. But I also kind of felt that it was a little bit of a, a probably a more subtle moment of the show that wasn't really great. But I can still, even in that point, I can still acknowledge that, like I said, it, it's still dealing with character development. It's still dealing with world building and all that kind of stuff mixed in there. So even even my, my the point that I thought was the least, I still enjoyed it because I respect what it was doing. Right. Um, but the casino thing was also pretty cool because it was a very long segment of uh, casino games they're kind of playing because you'll you'll get in the story when you get into that point, you'll know what I'm talking about. But there's a, a particular segment of the story that is involved in a casino. And they, they play a lot of poker games and they're playing a lot of roulette games. And you're kind of just watching them as they're choosing what they're going to be doing. And it was fascinating that even in those times, especially with the, the, uh, the what was it, roulette table? Mm. The ball and the... The ball, the, yeah, yeah. I thought it was roulette. Um, but even in that game, they're still putting forth character building. That, that whole segment was like a very crafty way of doing character development because it's, it's her learning to stand up and do something that she feels passionate about, choosing to go another direction rather than the direction that she's stuck to. Right. And then that goes into... All kinds more of symbolism. Even in the blackjack <laughs> table, it's about learning to trust of Koku. And I mean, there's, there's all these really well-placed uh, character developments that I hope that people that watch it will see that that is in there and it's very clever the way they do it. Right. But I can also see at the same time, somebody will probably see that poker scene. I was watching it and going, I could just see somebody just picking this whole scene apart. But I see how clever this is right here. So, Oh, I do too. And, and I, w- I, w- I was going to say is, is I can see somebody coming into this and going, we, were, we had really awesome girl. She's 
mowing people down with guns and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden we were stuck in a casino. <laughs> that was uh, yeah, crazy. that does. I mean, if you put it that way, it does sound like a stark contrast, but it does play into the story and, and it does, it does do well with what it's trying to do. And it's, it's one of those things that if you take it for what it is as a, a progression of the story, even though it doesn't seem like it makes a lot of sense, it, it does in the long run. Um, and even the action in this show is pretty awesome, too. There, there was probably, I would say, three major action scenes throughout the three movies. And each one of them kind of plays off of really clever, like I said before, those those cool little things about this world that fascinate me. The the te- the technology they use, like, uh, uh, Roombalot has, like, the this ability to then, uh, like, put a shell around her body, and she uses that to, like take the blow of, of a fall or something like that. It's really cool little interesting things like that. And of course, of Cuckoo's amazing and awesome and just the gunplay itself was pretty cool. And like I said before, it gets very brutal in the the violence in those combat sequences as well. So it's got it's got the action to be in there along with everything else. And each all three of the movies are sixty minutes long. Some I think were like sixty six minutes long. So it is kind of a, a half uh TV series in in regards, so just keep that in mind. Um, but yeah, I, I I definitely recommend the series. It's it's a really good if you like some f- fascinating sci-fi worlds. If you're interested in a pretty cool little uh, story about a character who is kind of broken and having to learn if she wants to stand up or not, or or how to stand up at that point, um, it's it's a definitely a, a cool little series that I I really enjoyed. Yeah, truth be told, the casino scene was kind of brilliant <laughs> yeah well, that's what i was trying to get across it's like it, it i can see people picking this apart but it, right there's so much in the casino scenes that uh hopefully people don't miss um but yeah it was it was a it was a cool little story um i would definitely i definitely there's, there's certain aspects that i wish i could see more built on there's definitely elements of that world that i would love to see expanded on um but in the end it's a, it's a really solid three movies and uh they're not really expensive to go out there, and they're also on Hulu as well. All, all Are they? Movies. Mm-hmm. I, I I enjoyed it. I I I I came away from it. I I went into it. I was like, oh crap, another Go Hands. Andrew's making me watch another Go Hands, and it's crappy action movie with mo- no yeah more another characters. action that I have no and care for. Like, and- yes, I have a character I can attach to. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna humanize her, right? What's that mean? You're such a jerk. <laughs> That was the first thing that came out of your mouth was Roombalot. Don't deny it. <laughs> no, actually, the first thing that came around was, was Best Mouse, which was Of Koku. <laughs> of Koku's awesome. Uh, I, did we say that yet? Yeah, there's awesome. no there's no real way for us to describe it. You just have to you just have to watch it to to understand why he's so awesome. So go out there and watch it and, and love Of Koku like we all do. Um, but yeah. Cool, cool story. Um, and then, and well, the you know, I'll, I'll tell you the truth. Didn't we? Didn't we? Did we look up to find out if 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 your voice actress was in there? I did look it up. Yes. Was it her? No. That was no. that was a, that was a crazy <laughs> hair collecting lady, and I had hints of Rhea Kagumiya, and I was like, I totally heard it too. I was like, Oh my gosh, she's totally in she there. Got a really weird role right there. <laughs> Not one of her better roles. She was hanging out with some really weird people. That's they they drugged her and dragged her into a sound booth. 
<laughs> dried her throat out and told her to act like an old lady. <laughs> crazy. That was a crazy little band of people. Ugh. Yeah. Very, very, very violent. Very, very uh, mature movie. So keep that in mind. Um, but yeah, is there anything that we want to talk about in spoiler regards, or are we good? Not really. I, I think that it's a. I mean, there's not much to discuss spoiler wise, and it would I mean, just be discussing about of Koku some more. Pretty much. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. <laughs> kind of figured that. But yeah, we hope you guys enjoy this uh, quick little, actually a little longer than I thought it would be, um, review of Mardok Scramble, the first compression, the second combustion, and the third exhaustion. Um, but yeah, our outro is going to be Subasa, which is by Megami Hayashibara. Uh, Hayashibara, sorry. Megumi Hayashibara. I think I did it wrong again. But anyways, uh, that is the outro uh, theme for the third exhaustion. We hope you guys enjoyed. Um, we thank you all for listening, and y'all take care. Os. Kibo ga aru no